Hey hotties, are you looking to grow your business and get real-time support from fellow designers? Become a loyal hottie by joining our Patreon community. Your subscription to our loyal hottie tier on Patreon gives you exclusive episodes like process parties, live workshops, and our unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 per month. Your support means the world to us and helps us continue to create the content you love. Plus, by joining our Patreon, you'll become a part of our inner circle and have the opportunity to connect with us on a more personal level. So learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. Today's episode is sponsored by MTech. MTech specializes in premium residential door and cabinet hardware that is custom assembled to order in Southern California. So I use them in a project and I love that I could do an unlockered brass lever inside the room and a matte black knob in the hallway. Yeah, because their customization options are really great and their short lead times also mean that we can meet our project deadlines a lot easier. Totally. So Hot Young Designers Club listeners can get a free finished sample ring by heading to mtech.com slash HYDC and using code HYDC23. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. I'm Rebecca Plum, your big sister. And I'm Sean Serha, your GBF. We're not that hot or that young. But we believe it's a state of mind that helps us build adaptable and profitable businesses. We rely on the support of our design besties to get through each day. So let's explore the emotional, practical, and humorous sides of being interior designers. Welcome to the club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? We are here with Rachel Moriarty. Hi, Hi. Rachel. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here, Rachel. You've been on our get list for a while. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy we ran into each other at KBiz. A miracle with 200,000 people there. Oh, my God. I know. Well, thankfully, you like know how to be seen in... <laughs> <laughs> an amazing moment of pattern and color. It. So I love it. Love that. We'll okay. always find our people at a happy hour. Uh, right? <laughs> exactly. Just go to the Prosecco and those those are your people. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> Rachel, can you give our listeners a little background of well, who you are, how long you've been doing this, what you specialize in? Okay. So I'm an interior designer. I'm in, in San Diego in Southern California, but I, I work in a lot of places. So I also, it's not the only thing I do. So it's so funny how, when I, Mm. when I launched this business in 2015, you just never know what it's going to look like. And so, you know, I do product design now, which I never thought I would be doing. I do courses, online courses for visibility and social selling. And Mm. I do, you know, I'm Rebecca, I met you at the Design Influencers Conference. So I do a lot of stuff like that with the different industry shows, tours for High Point Market and the the Surfaces show. So I'm always, I'm always doing something on top of interior design. Yeah, I have some questions about that. I have some questions. (laughs) (laughs) I need more about Yeah, so that's, that's a nutshell. That's me in a nutshell. Awesome. That sounds like a... It's a big nut. Can I ask about how you would divide up, like, just so we can kind of have an idea, like, uh, how much of your time do you feel is filled with your the interiors sort of pie slice of your business right now? 
like claim. I would say it's the flagship. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. I would be able to do the other things without being the the interior designer. Uh, and yeah. the thing is, I launched in again in 2015, and I was 45 when I launched. I, it's not my second career; it's like my sixth career. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so relatable. I so I totally jumped in and I was like, you know, after a few years I was like, I, I this isn't going to be sustainable like pushing sofas around and schlepping. So uh, oh when God, I got yeah. into the industry, I sort of, you know, went in with open open eyes and like what are the opportunities that are out there? And so slowly, you know, I think social media has been an amazing an amazing help and growing mm-hmm. my brand awareness. Some of these opportunities have, have kind of presented themselves. The pie looks like right now about 80, 20 though. Okay. 80 client work. Yeah. 80 interior design. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are your clients mostly in San Diego or do you? Yeah. So the, the, the majority of them are in San Diego, mostly residential, a few commercial, some multifamily, I'm, I'm bidding up a, a commercial job this week. So I'm starting to like get just a few of those. Also mm-hmm. recently did a project in Los Cabos and I'm also bidding Ooh. a project in Atlanta. So, you know, I'm, I'm really open. Even before the pandemic, I was doing, I had, I had signed up with my Doma. So I always had an online project management system. So I've always sort of been able to do projects anywhere. I, I started embarrassingly <laughs> on Laurel, Laurel and Wolf. <laughs> do you remember Laurel and no. Wolf? <laughs> you, you don't have to be embarrassed about that. <laughs> that. But that got absorbed into something, right? Haven? Yeah, Haven? I, I, I don't know. No. It just became one of those, I don't know. Yeah, something, something. Okay, I do remember. Yeah, that. so yeah. I had, there was a lot and, of early tech involvement in design. It really helped me actually because I had never worked for a design firm. It gave me process, even though I yeah. didn't like only working in their platform and not really being being able to you know communicate with your client directly. It really mm-hmm. helped me with my process. So it was it was all it was a great learning experience because you kind of had to work within their like systems yes. and yes. with their clients. Okay. Exactly. They had it. They, you know, a lot of tech people are very process oriented. So yeah. Unlike me, unlike my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm needing to constantly like do less yeah. because I want to say yes to everything. And, and there's so many so. exciting ideas out there that you want to like do them because you're like, Ooh, let's jump on it. Like, cool. Oh my gosh. It's so hard not to say yes to like everything. Brizo recently reached out to me and they're based in Indianapolis and they were like, do you want to come out next week? And I was like, okay. I'm like, okay, forget that I'm a mother and a wife (laughs) and running projects. (laughs) And then I got invited to- I know. Then I got invited to Spain and I was like, okay. And then I literally couldn't make it happen. I was like, this is ridiculous. I, but that's the goal to just be able to <laughs> go to all these Drop trips. everything. Yes. But <laughs> seriously. It's so like, different now that like, I feel like we're really, people are starting to travel again and, you know, live events are happening. It's like, there's so much opportunity now. Right. And we need it. It's yes. like, we do. I'm going to, 
I'm going to manifest this because I feel like right now as brands are recognizing that like consumer behaviors are sort of getting a little bit cooler, they're like, let's get in front of the designers. They're still, they could mention our names. They could mention us. And so they're just trying to stay front of mind. And so I'm just going to manifest that there's going to be someone else who's going to reach out to you for another one. Like there's, it's well, going to happen. That was the thing, Sean, seriously, that was the thing I had to do with myself. Like, like they already did. I, there was that little bit of scarcity, like the, nobody's ever going to, you know, have, this is a once in a lifetime. It's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I sent my regrets and they were like, well, you know, hopefully you'll make it to the next one. And I was like, see, there it is. Yeah. Like, please keep me on your short list and I will be there. Exactly. exactly. So I just, have you guys watched, this is totally a random aside, but have you guys watched Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris? <gasps> I started watching that on one of my flights, but I know I haven't finished I have it. Not. Okay. At first I'm like, this is kind of dumb, like, and silly, but it's cute the whole way through. But anyway, the, a lot of the story is like these kind of terrible things happening or she makes like a decision that you're like, why are you doing that? You're like giving so much of yourself away. And that seems like it's not going to work out anyway. So she's always like doing the right thing, but it like kind of devastates her each time. But then this like bigger, better thing comes along because she did that. And it just kind of made me think like, yeah, saying no to something that seems so bright and shiny and wonderful, but it's going to be too hard on your personal life or whatever probably means that a bigger opportunity is going to come because you did that. I think we can relate that to business too. Have you ever sent out like a awesome proposal where you're like, this would be a lot of money. You know what I mean? And you're just like not hearing yeah. back and you're like not hearing back. And then all of a sudden, like other, other things kind of like come in and you're like, super excited about yeah. those you know what i mean and you're like thank god i didn't hear back from these it's just it's just funny how like those things happen i feel like everything yeah, like, turns out it's definitely happened to me where i'm like devastated because something didn't come exactly through. i'm like if i was on that i would not be able to do these other exactly things. yes absolutely yeah so we have to remind ourselves life lessons <laughs> yes i mean it's <laughs> out there there's so much yeah, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris to teach. Give us the little like life lesson. It's cute I, though. So, it's also like beautiful fashion and 1950s Paris. Okay, I'm down. It's like down. the opposite of Emily in Paris. Well, the cute <laughs> because... guy, the cute boyfriend from Emily in Paris is in it. Oh, he's just going to be the Parisian hot guy the from cute neighbor one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Rachel, as you're thinking and talking about projects, it got me wondering how many projects are you working on right now in various phases i knew i knew that was going to be a question i, I, I mean didn't, you can guess. i didn't check <laughs> you know i would say i'm always in the like 10 to 12 and mm-hmm. again the the magic words being in various phases onboarding some mm-hmm. offboarding some some are waiting for permits and i I am like so calendar challenged. I do not know. I have a really weird intuitive way of making all of this work. And I don't know how it does, but somehow it does. But yes, that's uh, 10 to 12 has always been my magic number. Do you feel like based on that intuition that are there times where you're like, oh shit, I'm going to be working 
all night for a couple weeks. Yes, where I'm like completely depleted and want to just end it all. (laughs) I'm not alone. I'm not alone. (laughs) This is the everyone screaming at their speakers in their car episode where they're like, no, me too. Like, yeah, that's... We're just gonna buckle up, everybody. Like, exactly, not around. Yeah, we're like door dashing. FYI, fam, door dash every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- telling my like me telling my husband like I'm, <laughs> you're not gonna have my attention this weekend. I'm really sorry. Exactly. Like, nobody can be needy in my family this week. <laughs> nobody get yeah. nobody gets sick. I cannot take care of you. Like, oh my god, I, yes. I'm gonna be coming in hot to every coming meeting. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be like just running. There's no room for anything to not be on schedule or on time sometimes. But then the other, on the other side, I think sometimes it's like when you're looking out at that crazy week and then you're like, actually some of these things you can just bang out. Like it just, it takes up like more space in your mind. And yes, you do Mm -hmm. have to have buns in the seat and knock stuff out, but it's actually kind of never as bad as like it is in your head. Like, you know, on Sunday night, as you're like, I don't want to get up tomorrow morning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I I have this kind of bad habit of being kind of like, vitalized by that yeah (laughs) like I really can ride the momentum of intense pressure and oh my gosh I call myself a diamond I tell my clients all the time I'm a diamond baby (laughs) you want to see someone perform under pressure it's this girl I I I am at my best under pressure it's like bring it on if I'm in that mode oh my gosh yeah I love it are you an Enneagram 7? You have to be. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I've done it before, but I don't I don't remember. Yeah, you sound like... <laughs> you sound- yeah, there's always, like, there's someone who, like, subscribes to that stuff and is on it, and then there's, like, those who you're just like, I don't remember. I can't. I can't, I can't be tamed. I'm into it yeah, when I, I hear it. Like, if I hear, like, a pot, I'm like... I, and sometimes I'll hear and go, like, I know... I'm just like that person. So I must be that, you know, and then seven is like an adventurous, like we liked the unchartered waters. We like new and exciting versus safe and secure. Absolutely. We say yes to a lot of things. Safe and secure. I'm a, (laughs) I'm a like, I will anxiety roll out of control unless I have like a check-in, a step. It's got to be scheduled. Don't try to jump on my calendar five minutes before something (laughs) like I wish I need a little more of that because it's like literally Mm -hmm. the calendar it just like that Spain trip it was like I had everything booked like I was ready to go and I was like you better bring out the paper calendar because I just don't get the Google calendar (laughs) it just I, I don't know why things on the calendar mind. like I have Sometimes to you gotta write yeah it I have to like look at it uh, you know and just like be very tactile with it and I'm like what am I thinking no I can't so yeah that's me you know what I do which is like my hack I take my google calendar I save a pdf of it and then I open it in my ipad this is how I still feel that. like I'm techie. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, I'm not exactly paper, like but... Print it yeah. out, but... Yeah, and then I can write on it with my pen, which does help me kind of process, especially when I'm those, like, big, more, like, Gantt chart yes, schedules. Yes, That's how I do it. Oh, God, you said Gantt. Okay, so this you is for Gantt chart, I can't. Yeah. 
My co- our corporate no, lives not, back to us to haunt us. Like, it's not actually a Gantt chart. It's just me writing in different colors with my iPad pen. Right. But. <laughs> but you can draw the little lines and fill out like, okay, yeah. two weeks on concept. And then presentation is somewhere in this week, plus two yeah. more weeks for this. Like you can fill out so much more. I can do that you can with one it. project, but I can't, I don't understand how it works together with I other projects. Know. Yeah. That's where Same. I just get like what. Yeah. I just have to use intuition. We need that. We just need, I don't have that on my team, but I really could use that whole, someone who has the, the beautiful mind the, of that stuff. Like overview. I need that person who can stare into an empty space or like, what was the one with Anya Taylor joy where she was playing chess? What was that oh, one again? Queen's Gambit. Oh, Gambit. Yeah. Gambit. Where they can look in the ceiling and they can see all of oh my, my all yeah. the pieces of my business fitting together. And like, I need that person. So if they're listening, yes, somebody yes. call me because I need help. Like, we all do. Yes, <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Do you? So, what does your team look like? Do you have anyone on your team? Yeah, it's mostly me. It's mostly me. I do have to have. I I always laugh because I'm like I don't even have the skills to work in my own design firm. <laughs> so I have to. <laughs> So oh I have God. to have somebody that can do all my drawings and, and renderings and stuff. So I have a, vis- uh, a virtual design assistant, but it's, you know, it's per project because you only need that at, you know, for a certain time, yeah. but it's, it's mostly me. And then you, again, per project, I bring put people in for, I have, I have three contractors that I work with. So it depends on what kind of project we're doing. And then I bring in people at the end for installation. Okay. Are they always the same people? Uh, Pretty much. It's not like employees. It's like, you know, just contract, but yeah. Okay. But people you've kind of built a relationship Mm -hmm. with and know how you like to work. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out how to do that without fully investing. Yeah. You know, I used to produce for 15 years. I was a uh, producer fashion shoots. And I think I run my business very mm. similar to that. It's what there was a seasonality mm. to that. And so it was like, every time there was a photo shoot was like, okay, the same, you know, three fashion photographers and this makeup artist, you know what I mean? And I feel like yeah, I do my business. Yeah. I feel like I, I have my people and if this one's booked, I have this one, you know, and so I can, I can always execute, but you know, it takes a village. It it really does. Like I'm yeah. always mm-hmm. open to, to meeting new people and, you know, building more of a team. I'm always but I like that because you've like designed it so that you can flex and not feel like you're having to keep like growing to maintain this like big structure of mm-hmm. a team. But it's like, yeah, like I have a oops, creative agency background. <laughs> Sorry, my pen just flew away. A creative agency background and that is a good way of thinking about it of like just bringing in all the different players that you need for a specific job. You're like, I need the copywriter and I need this person and you know, so for this graphic designer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can kind of design it to fit the style or the size or the skill skill of the actual project. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to like come to that realization because I'd look at everybody else's 
and you know, sometimes you just get envious. So, you know, you're like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. they look like they're having fun. <laughs> that would be cute to have that or, you know, that setup or this setup. And, and I was like, you know what? I've been doing this. I'm, and you know, I'm in my mid fifties now. It's like, I'm not going to like, I, I think it's like some of these younger teams. They look so like fresh and young. And I'm like, you know, I have been doing this <laughs> a long nuts. time, like just working and project managing. And this is the way I've done it. And I just have to be okay with like, it, it works for me. I mean, obviously if you, you know, I out, I have a lot of output, you know, which yeah. is if you, you know, I've done a lot of projects, a lot of real work, real life interior design, which is kind of crazy when you look at some of the renderings now, have you, you noticed like, there's a lot of people putting out like stuff that looks really real. <laughs> You're like, but can yeah, you run must, a project I'm like, or are run a budget? By this? And then I'm like, I think people are. I think they do look like they're doing really quick glances and they're like, this I is beautiful. Sometimes. Like if you're yeah. scrolling, like then I'm like, wait, she already finished that bathroom. She just demoed it yesterday. And I'm like, oh, no. That's so, why yeah, I put I myself the in the pictures. A lot of time on photo shoot day, mm-hmm. I put myself in the picture. I'm like, this is a real project. <laughs> With a real person. And real it's not comments. a fake background. <laughs> I don't know, but I think in like five years, it's, I don't, the difference is going to be really hard to tell. It already yeah. is. Sometimes you have to literally look at like the bottom of a curtain, you know, and mm-hmm. see where it's like been cut or something. I mean, it's, it's yeah. so You're hard like to tell You're like looking for the real life wrinkle or incorrect pleat or you're now we're like d- photo yeah. detectives trying exactly. to find yeah so maybe that's like something to think about in photo shoots we have to like add that like wabi-sabi detail 100 percent. i mean i like so i've broken. been working with my photographer since 1995 oh, we wow. worked in fashion together wow. and so now i've kind of like trained her to do interiors and i i miss film i really miss film i miss yeah. i miss talk about wabi-sabi and some of the grainy things that happen or sun flare i'm like if we get natural mm-hmm. sun flare coming through a window i want to see that you know i just feel like it's yeah. so pretty especially with the in the now that we're talking about these ai renderings and just realistic renderings it's like you can't get that natural stuff i know in the time that film t- i i did my early part of my career product photography for like a coffee company so it'd be these like sets with just one glass of coffee and yeah, he used a four by five camera and we'd have to wait for that freaking thing to develop. Like you would pull polarize the check and each shot took like. That's so hours. funny. But I miss it. I so used to, different. I used to work for a catalog company called International Mail, M-A-L-E. It was a men's. <laughs> I know this. Do you what? <laughs> I know this. You know what? <laughs> So I used to book the male models. So they would come in and they would have to get in their underwear. I would have to take Polaroids of them. I mean, it was, it was the bomb. It It was like questionable fashion at the time. Like Like, quote unquote fashion. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very like of, you're like, now I look back and I'm like, this was a very like, 
gay audience friendly. Like some of the fashion was very questionable. Oh my it was gosh. Like, the underwear. Fast fashion at a time that no one was really doing fast fashion for that kind of stuff. The puffy so. shirt. We did like we did the puffy shirt for Seinfeld. We would get calls from moms like, why are you sending this to my son? And we're like, uh, he signed up for it. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to tell you, mom? <laughs> Sean ordered it. <laughs> oh my god that's god. So, yeah that's where i met my husband he was a photo assistant and uh, i was a prop stylist and yeah so it's so funny and yeah i still work with that photographer wow you have that's had like so a full funny. range of career Ta- so you also worked for a bank like when did this all i finish? know right that was like the biggest left turn in my entire life because every other job had been kind of like makes sense fashion, visual merchandising, you know, photo styling and all of that, always in like fashion. And then it was during the recession during 2008, 2007, 2008, I also had gotten a divorce and I was in the furniture industry. I was working, I'd worked for Ethan Allen and I was working for Bassett Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know, that was just full commission. And so I just needed a job that was like, I'm like, I need to, I, and, and I needed to not work weekends. And so my sister's a a banker and she was like, well, there's this, you know, little community bank opening, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you try it? I did not think I would be there for eight years. And it was really hard for me, honestly. It's like, I mean, I could not understand the concept of debits and credits. (laughs) 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 Rachel, debits credits because in banking it's the opposite of what it is in your in your banking account you know and i'd be like i don't understand and then when i became an officer and and i was in charge of like general ledgers it becomes the opposite again and it was just like it was hilarious so the one thing i was (laughs) successful at every time i would go to a different bank they'd be like you're going to be the face of this business or this branch or this office and they always said that same thing because really at the end of the day banking is about sales and relationships and Mm -hmm. that I had in spades so I was never like a super great banker I I mean I it's banking is like one of those things that's made so kind of anyone can do it like they have everything's already like you just need to plug in numbers and you know there's your process like that yeah exactly it's it's like they can just turn that's you know it's a very high turnover industry and uh, so i didn't really have to be a great banker (laughs) i had to bring in the business i'm like i don't have to know the financial formulas or algorithms or whatever because they're doing that for us like it's someone else is going to do that seriously like i remember when i was a banker and you'd go out to dinner with friends and people go like give her the check she can figure it out she's a banker and i'm like Mm. no (laughs) please do not please do not exactly we have computers that do that for us and we don't have we don't have to figure out someone's in like people would come in and ask questions like this interest is wrong on the on my mortgage statement. Oh I'm my like, gosh. I really doubt it. And they were like, well, then show me the math. I'm like, <laughs> I am not doing this for you. Like, I'm sure I understand the concept of compounding interest or I'm like, I can, the idea I understand the rate part. If you want to go and blow up the math and you want to prove to me it's wrong, then I will love to talk to you. Exactly. But if you're going to make me try to do it, it's, it's not never going to happen. <laughs> No way. Next. No way. <laughs> and also so, so unlikely. Like, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because we hear about stuff like that. Yeah. But like, 
pretty unlikely. It'd be pretty bad if it did, but most of the time it was pretty accurate. And I feel like that's an interesting diversion. When did you find the moment where you took from banking where you were like, it's time to get back out of this? Like, what was the, all right, we can, we can leave this again. I think it was, it was funny because like the, I, I became a banking officer and I remember like, I thought I was in a cool career path up until then, but then I started looking around and I was like, there's nowhere else I want to go from here. Like, I don't want to be my mm-hmm. boss. I don't want to be my boss's boss. You know, I don't want to wear suits anymore. You know what I mean? It was just like one Ugh. of those things. And I really started you wear, like pantyhose. No, pa- no. I think, okay, well, you know I, what? I feel like I did in the very beginning. I think yeah. I might have, I think, I think so there was weird. a huge shift at one point. Thing. There was a big shift from like, there was a, there was like a certain time where it was like, okay, now banking is getting hip with the, what, like not having to wear hosiery and like ladies not having to wear like a matched suit. You could have like a blazer and trousers or like, it was, yeah, there was, there was a time. Yeah. yeah. It I was think very, it's a very conservative dated It's so, it's super conservative. But what was the, oh, I, I, you know, I had gotten this house that I'm living in now and it just sparked something. It was, it was horrible. It was like uninhabitable. So we had to like do some things to get into it. And it was just the one thing that just like all of a sudden it was on again, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to, I need to start doing this. And so I started like doing little side hustles. I mean, I'd always been known for doing, because I, like I said, I had worked for Ethan Allen. I'd worked for Bassett. I had a store in La Jolla before that. So everybody kind of still knew me for doing that. So I would get these like little projects, but then Facebook was like a thing. And so I started taking pictures of like putting a pillow on a bed or doing those kind of like, now it's like everybody's doing it, but it was like, it, it was so like, didn't happen then, you know? And then yeah. people would start like literally DMing me or, or messengering me and being like, can you help me with mine? And I was doing those little things that you could do on the side, a guest room, refresh, mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? A color consult. And I just started posting everything. And then I started getting in trouble at work. Like they were following me oh. and stalking me and they were just like, you know, it, it was just all bad from there. And so once I started, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It was like banking. So weird. Everyone's always like Mm -hmm. trying to position themselves, you know, and it's really, really catty. So as soon as I could feel that, like they were like, I could tell they were kind of talking, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, she's starting a business. And you know what I mean? Like blah, blah, blah. Yes. I, it was really fast from there. I, I didn't even know I was going to quit on the day I quit my poor husband. <laughs> I oh, went no. into work and I sat, it was like one of those things I like went to work. I logged on. I just wrote out, typed out my resignation letter I just, without any like any thought, it was just like one of those things like today's the day, can't do it another day. And I remember like getting in my car and I was like, so like adrenaline and thinking like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, I had carpet samples in the back for a project I was working on. I was like, what do you mean? What are you going to, you're a designer. And literally from like one day to the next, it was, and that was it. Never looked back. Wow. That's awesome. I know. 
there's it is that like by Felicia type of day where you're just like, nope, no more. Like, you're not going to do this to me anymore. I'm out. It was a slow motion. I remember like getting in the elevator (laughs) and everybody just looked like, you know, that like nobody's awake yet and everyone's miserable and everyone, it was just like (laughs) that thing. And I was like, can't do it. I just can't. So. You're like seeing your life flash before your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But you did have like another alternate life path opening in front of you that. And I had enough momentum. And what was funny is like, I had done this weird inventory like a week before. And I was like, ah, I've got six months of runway. What what I thought now, now I would have, I would have been like, girl, that's a week. But you know, in my mind, (laughs) I thought I had like six months, which was give me this really feeling of security and Mm -hmm. so it's so funny how like it just took a week and I was like I'm out like (laughs) yeah well I don't know I mean I just think sometimes you just have to like do the leap build the parachute on the way down like that whole thing well because you're motivated I mean sometimes you just need the fire to like you do but you know that being said that is when the work starts though because then you have to get rid of then you have to start working on your self-concept right Mm -hmm. and it's like okay i've been a banker for eight years i had this voice in my head that was like who is going to call the banker to design their house like there was Uh this you know and so i had to keep working on my self-concept and 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 i feel like we always have to do that like i just recently had to do that with product design. Like in my mind, a product designer was somebody who ran around with a sketchbook and had all of these great designs. And, you know, and people kept asking me about like, what, you know, like these collaborations. And I'd be like, I, I'm not a product designer. And, and, you know, my friends that are product designers are like, are you kidding me? You do custom project, custom items for every project. But it's so weird. It's like, I have my designer hat when I'm doing, you know, custom items for a project. Right. But I'm, and then to put on a product design hat was like, it was just so weird. So I feel like no matter whether you're going from banking or doing something within the industry, you're always expanding your self-concept. But do you feel like you're, I mean, anyone who doesn't know who Rachel is or hasn't seen her or her work, like Google it, you'll get an instant idea of her aesthetic and design point of view. And it's go to me, it's like pervasive. It's like your personal style, you fit perfectly in the room interiors that you design. Do you feel like you always had that or did that have to have to evolve? That totally had to evolve. And it's, you know, okay. I think I, you know, what I did is again, the work started once I, I quit banking and then was all in on interior design and I've had to do tons of coaching, you know, and that's been a big game changer for me working with my self concept. What, did, how exactly did you word the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> ADHD, well, by the way, is another thing. <laughs> also relatable yeah for sure did you have to like have you always had your like personal like brand identity no so I, I mean you can imagine that I was like a banker for eight years so I had a complete wardrobe for as a banker and what I did was I did this like 
I took everything out of my closet. I went, I'm a thrifter. I'm a, I love thrift stores and, and estate sales and all that. Mm-hmm. So I took everything and I donated it. I went inside the thrift store. I bought some funner clothes or things from working from home clothes or designery, you know, just fun prints and stuff and started building my wardrobe. But what I had already had was I have been collecting scarves since I was 12 years old. So I have this huge Hmm. scarf collection. So I was doing lives. So I had done a year and a half of Facebook lives every single day, literally every single day without missing a day. I had three deaths in my family still came on. It was just a challenge, a, a thing that I did to my, for myself to challenge. And I really grew my awareness in my business that way. And I used these scarves. I would change, you know, I have hundreds of them. And so every day I would put on a different scarf and I, people would be like, I don't know what you're talking about today, but I'm here for the scarf or I'm here for the fashion or I'm here for this, you know? And then it was like, I had glasses without frames in them. So I started playing with fun frames and it just, you know, it really is me, but I just became more me as I became more visible. Like I, I had to change the way I looked every, cause I was coming on the camera every single day. So I kind of like yeah. used scarves to do that. And then I just started building and building and, and just, you know, people start telling you, it's like, you kind of, don't really know. Like people are like, I'm here for the color. I'm here for the pattern. I'm here for this. And, and for me, it's very natural. But then I was like, oh no, it's actually like not, everybody doesn't do this. Like it's not natural for everyone else, you know? So it was something I just like put my foot on the gas and, you know, and then I just, everything just became, you know, super colorful and super maximalist. Like I just thought I was a hoarder. (laughs) (laughs) You were just collecting all these I'm a collector. And so I just started, you know, (laughs) leaning into that as well. Like I just started like curating better and editing better. You know, on on top of that, I was honing my, my design skills. You know, you don't just stop you start on job one. It's like, you know, your greatest, not your greatest work. It doesn't doesn't stay up on the website very long. (laughs) No. This episode is brought to you by Canvas. The Canvas app uses your iPhone or your iPad's LiDAR technology to scan rooms in minutes to create as-built drawings. I used to dread kicking off projects with hours of measuring and creating the existing floor plans in Chief Architect. I'd always forget at least one dimension and things just wouldn't add up. So since we started using Canvas a few years ago, we both incorporated it into our businesses. So now it's kind of a flex because clients see me scanning their space in 3D, which is way more professional than fumbling with a 20-foot long tape measure. Honestly, Canvas is so much faster and cheaper than me personally creating the drawings that I can put my energy into other things like, I don't know, spending time with my family or sending Sean memes. Exactly. I usually get my files from Canvas in one or two days, and then I can jump right into the fun part of designing. I recently started using their measurement report to send to my workroom for window treatment quotes too. Okay, but are they accurate? Yes, with a good scan, Canvas measurements are 99% accurate, which is way better than you. First, you'll scan in the app and then submit them for conversion when you're ready. You'll get to choose which software you'd like to convert them to, like SketchUp, AutoCAD, Cheap Architect, or others. And we really want you to try it. So Canvas is offering $150 credit off first orders for our hotties. So visit canvas.io 
slash HYDC to get started. Hey hotties, have you been missing new Process Party episodes and want more behind the scenes scoops? It's all over on our Patreon. Our loyal hotties get exclusive episodes, live workshops, and our best unedited and unfiltered conversations for just $10 a month. And if that's not enough, it's super easy to subscribe and there's no long-term commitment. Learn more and subscribe at patreon.com slash HYDC. So what I'm hearing is you were kind of compartmentalizing a lot of your life, including maybe your styles. So like you were just putting these scarves on just for these lives, but then going back to kind of like banker, banker mm-hmm. persona the rest of the time. And then once you quit, you were able to like merge and integrate everything and develop. Well, it happened after it happened oh, like, oh, oh, after okay. I quit banking. That's when I started all of my Facebook lives because I was like, I have to bring business in. Like I'm a two, we were two income, yeah, still are yeah. two income family for a reason, not because, you know, I just had fun working. And so I was like, I have to make this work. And I had this voice in my head that was like, vo- Facebook live had just started. So it was like, get up tomorrow and start a Facebook live challenge, which is what I did a 30 day. And it led to 90 day and it it just kept going for a year and a half. But so that was like, you know, getting up and looking different every day, you know, like looking like I had a different outfit, but I I didn't, I didn't even have the, the funds to do that because I just quit my job. So it's just sort of how I sort of built out what, what I am. And I, I, I don't even mean built out. It just like, it's almost like a, you know, peeling layers of the onion. You just, you know, you just become more you. But for in my case, it's like adding more. <laughs> like a n- Instead of peeling oh. down, it's like layers adding, on. Adding layers. I think it's I something that we exactly. hear from so many designers is like, I, I don't, I guess it's hard because they're imagining starting from like the first step, which is just like, I don't show up. I don't know how to show up. I'm scared to show up. And it's just like, well, that's every, that's, there is no, there is no everybody. Yeah, every that's day. all of us in anything that we're new at or haven't done before. And the truth, like, I'm starting to run out of advice because the hotties ask that question. They're like, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "You literally just have to one day decide you're going to start doing it. Like, I'm gonna go and put my face on a camera and I'm gonna talk, and it's gonna be awkward and weird, and maybe I'll delete it. Like, maybe I won't leave it up, but maybe I'll be okay with it. And then." you do it again the next time and it gets a little bit easier. You do it the the next time. And I mean, there's truly like, I don't, there is no, well, you'll find the right makeup that day and that'll make you feel like suddenly you can put your face in front of people or you can put your style in front of potential clients. Like it's just pick, pick the day, like just do it. That's it. It's going to be awkward. Like you do it. Everything is a decision. I feel like everything is just a decision. You know, it's like once anything, like a, health journey is like, why did I lay on the couch for two years? It's still three years. I'm still like sluggish. Yeah. <laughs> like the pandemic isn't an excuse Yeah, anymore. everyone's like, like get your life together. <laughs> We're still all hungover from it. Though. I'm waiting for that decision to come. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, everything's a decision. And you know what I think it is, to be honest, it's it's learning to also work with your nervous system mm. a little bit because you you are, it is, it takes a lot out of you. Like you will do 
a live video or something like that. And you will just feel like you need a nap afterwards. You're like sweating oh, profusely, yes. you know, it's just like, you've got to fi- figure out a way to get, you know, regulate your nervous system, whether that, you know, like I have to do a lot of, I, I tend to be one of those people that like holds a lot in my body and I will, it'll make me sick, you know? So it's like, I just had to learn over the years, like, okay, you know, go to regular chiropractic, you know, appointments or whatever. I just have to get like stepped yeah. out of my body. And it allows me to put myself into positions that are really scary for me because I'm an introvert. So for me, actually, and I would say for anybody that's an introvert, doing uh, videos or something from your social or so- stories or reels, that should be easy because, th- you know, it's not in front of people. Rebecca's seen me. I mean, I think I did the scariest thing. You were there live. I I did the design influencers conference and that was the most frightening thing I have ever done. And I never got better. I thought on day one, Oh, okay. Day one jitters. And then I'll by by the, by day two, I'll feel okay. The entire time it was, it was, I was just running like on nervousness the whole time. And I didn't realize how big of an anxiety it was. Cause I'm done panel discussions and stuff. And it's like, but you know, it's only for, but I was co-hosting and it it was, you know, three days is a long time to be on like that. And I just wasn't mentally or physically prepared for that, but I still will not, I will always put myself in those positions because there's only one way to get better, you know? And it's like, like that was not evident to the audience that you were nervous at all. Oh my gosh. I was, I was a mess. In fact, <laughs> I mean, that was not clear. <laughs> on, on day, on day three, somebody gave me like half a Xanax because I was just oh, like, somebody okay. who knew you though, right? Like a friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah somebody that knew me was like, girl, you got to yeah, settle like down. Three days of taking pills from people is a long way away. All <laughs> these like proper ladies in the audience. I love Right. I I mean, it was just so funny. And I was just like the next week after I got home, I was just like well, laid out, you know, adrenaline it's like recovery and, period for yourself. Yeah. Like, anytime, I way. like I, yeah, I don't know when six, seven years ago, I was kind of going through this midlife crisis. I needed to kind of do my own thing. And I brought this group called creative mornings to Sacramento. And I was I signed up to be the host and it's a national organization of these monthly meetings where there's a speaker. So I just said, I'm going to sign up. I was so terrified, but I did it anyway. And I think that's the thing is like, people just you have to do it even though you're scared. Like hey, maybe, you can't wait till you're yeah, comfortable. Like never. how are you ever going to, yeah, like, when will be? that day come? It, you're yeah. not going to start comfortable, yeah. but now like that has completely changed. I could, so I did that for almost two years. Every month I'd speak in front of two to 300 people. And I just kind of what? like became like my persona isn't polished and slick. And so that I just like, and I was still embraced by the community. And so I just realized like, who cares if I fumble my words and say the wrong thing? It's just going to be what it is. And maybe people like that about me. <laughs> maybe. 
I always feel like I'm rooting yeah. for somebody. Like if I can tell they've got nerves, I'm just like sending totally. them all the good juju. Like, come on, you get, you got this. You know, I'm always rooting for that someone part that did puts go themselves away, in that position. But that like adrenaline spike. And I always, so it got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to feel high as a kite for an hour after this. And then I'm yeah, crash yeah. so hard. You're going to crash. Even after exactly. presentations when I do them yeah, now, because totally. like, I want them to like it. I want them to be happy. And then I get through it and I'm like, oh, I can't do anything the rest of the day. Like if it was 90 minutes, I'm like, I'm ruined for the rest of the day. Exactly. Like, there's, there's no way to recover that same heightened energy and excitement and optimism and fear. And like, it's just a biology involved in it too, which is what you're saying with the nervous system and yeah, like building that into your schedule. Like just knowing that about yourself, not like putting like high point market or K biz, like, come on, you cannot come home and then jump into like a presentation the next day or whatever. Like you have to like, you have to refuel mm-hmm. your, you know, so you have to kind of like get to know some of these mm-hmm. things as time goes yeah, on, but it's so worth it. It, it. Really it's so is. And if you, I mean, don't we have the best, I mean, we have the best jobs. No, even clients are so industry. jealous of like what we get to do when they're like attorneys and doctors oh and, you know, project managers, but in tech or something, or just like, but also just people who are like, I'm a marketing consultant for, you know, a fossil fuel company. You're like, Okay. And they're like, my job is not okay. anywhere near as fun as what, like, you're yeah, doing. But they can afford to hire us. With but them. they can hire us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, they can do that. And I do feel like there's a sense of, like, pride of being an interior designer. I remember when I was a banker, I'd be like, I'm a banker. And I remember I ran into somebody that had known me from a cr- my creative you know, time they were all, oh, <laughs> they were like so disappointed. Like, oh, she really oh, fell. No. I'm like, I'm not homeless or anything or like addicted or, oh, you know. Oh my God. Like <laughs> the, I do. My condolences. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was literally that. It was so funny. I do think we're really lucky to that. And I know you really lean into this, Rachel, the industry as a whole, I don't know any other industries where people have these national friends in such quantity that we get to actually yeah. see at least once a year if we attend events. It's like family reunions, yeah. uh, you know, every time yeah. I feel like it literally and is. social media so like, keeps us in touch, even though we're not like not necessarily picking up the phone with everybody, but like we have the reunion and it's so fun. I mean, I was laughing at like what a stalker I was of you. I didn't even realize what a stalker I was of you until you were like, oh, I didn't realize you followed me so closely. And I was like, oh, I love your, and your front door makeover. And, you know, and it's, and then I think like, why don't I engage? Like, why didn't I ever just like. Why am I like, just creeping? Like, send, oh my God. Yeah. Why am I creeping? <laughs> like, that's so weird. Like, I, and so it's, yeah, it's so funny. I've been. It's just, yeah. I'm, I've been making a point to try to tell people. And, and like respond to more people of like I'm very invested in this like I'm just trying to even like DM or respond to a story or even post like yeah. bring back like they're posting something totally different I'm like can we go back to your kitchen please like I'm just like exactly. I'm very much like trying to tell them that I'm here to watch you go on your garden tour when I'm here to watch you fix your closet or like just reorganize your pantry like just try to tell people that yes I'm watching and I'm I'm looking because we consume so much, but we don't 
we don't engage. We don't say anything because we're like, is that weird? Is it creepy? Like, is right? it right? And the other thing is like that some of my funnest and most engaging reels have been where I've taken like clips of my day yeah. of not, not an extraordinary day, just you know, day. and then like, okay, I'm going, you know, just to check on a bathroom, whatever. And then I had to go here and, and I do a little voiceover. I went and got coffee and blah, blah, blah. I mean, not an extraordinary day. And like, People are just like, oh my gosh, you know, like it's so hilarious. I'm just like, we're all lawyers, it's so but we're all lawyers. We all, yeah, that exactly. Tea. It's the reality TV now that we can consume in short bits instead of committing yeah. to like 40 seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's they can follow you for just one day if they want and get like a peek of what it's really like. And maybe it's not all gorgeous and beautiful stuff. Maybe it's just some of the mundane work that we do. But we, I do want to know, I want to know what people are doing. I think about like, oh, I wonder what my friend is doing today. And like, she's an illustrator and teaches at a university too. And I'm like, I wonder what she did today. Because you're curious, like how I do that just by driving around the road. And I'm like, how are all these people not in an office building right now? Like, why is it so (laughs) much much traffic? And then I'm like, these people all have something they're doing. And meanwhile, I'm driving around doing whatever. (laughs) And they're wondering that too. Why am why is this guy just driving around back and forth to other people's houses all day? I'm part yeah. of the problem. I'm yeah, part the, of the problem. The killer's here. in the house, girl. Like, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you? So, how, like, I know you have a lot of industry friends and close friendships that I'm assuming you've met at various shows and events. How, how have you fostered or created those relationships? You know, I think some of the best ones have been going on the tours. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have you guys heard of Design yes. Hounds? Yes. Oh my gosh! If you you got to be a Design mm-hmm. Hound. Like they do the most amazing trips and tours. Yes. And I know, don't you guys put tours together for your hotties? We haven't, but we've come but up with it. I think we mentioned is that we were manifesting. We want that. We want to be able to like be with our crew of people and help them open up to that stuff and introduce them to things that they didn't know about. Yes. And you can't really do that in like a short form, meet me at a happy hour. You really do need to like, let's just follow each other around for the day. Spend the day. Yeah. 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 I, and I have FOMO. So when I'm on, it's so funny because I'm a total homebody and an introvert, but when I'm on a trip or something like that, like I have FOMO. Like I will get up so early and I will stay up. I'll be at the fire pit at night with everyone drinking wine until I'm like falling asleep. So I like those moments, those trips, I feel like I've gotten the closest relationships with. And those people really help my business. Cause I'm like, I'll be like, girl, how are you taking a year off? (laughs) Like, and she's like, oh, well, 2021 was really good. You know? And it's just, you know, and it's like, like, can I send you my contract? Can yeah. I, you know, am I bidding enough for this? Or like, how are you, where are you getting those renderings? Yeah, you know what uh, I mean? And so it's just like every, I feel like those, you really need those relationships to elevate your own business and your own also client experience. We talk about that all the time. And we, we've just launched last month, I'll say, cause we're in the future. We launched mm. a Patreon where we're getting together some lives with our followers for our members to talk about some of this stuff because yeah, like 
we fully believe in just being really open and vulnerable with a few trusted design besties. Like Mm -hmm. if it's easier to have people all over the country sometimes because they're not in your backyard, in your marketplace. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I mean, every single growth or leap or bound has been because of somebody that I've created a relationship with through a lot of Instagram and or events. I mean, Sean and I met at Las Vegas market. Like that was our, Well, we met on Instagram, but then we met at Market and we met on the apps. And we had a real life date. (laughs) Our first date was in Vegas. I had a I had a podcast called Design and Style. We did a hundred episodes. And I had met my co-host. She lived in Tennessee. Her name's Dixie Willard, and she's part of the My Doma team now. And we have a community, a private Facebook community of like oh, 2000 wow. and I still have it now, but yeah, we, it was the same thing. Like we met through a coaching group, oh. you know, like a membership group and just started taking our zooms offline, like doing little zoom coffee chats and working with each other that way. And then it was just one of those things where you're like, we should be recording. <laughs> exactly. things. And then that was, that was, I loved having a podcast. That's how this was born. Was so exactly. Mm-hmm. You're like, I know you're like, we need these conversations we're having need to be need to be yeah, out in the out And in now the I'm like I sometimes I'm like that was an amazing one. That needs to go in the Library of Congress. Like it was the best episode <laughs> ever. Like then I I'm like realizing only designers are going to find this interesting or revealing, but there's something I I will listen I the other day I listened to an episode and I I think I texted Rebecca about it, but I was I oh, I, I literally listened to an episode twice because the first time I was just like blowing my mind listening to a podcast and it was a business of home podcast. one it yes. was, I know, but it was a business of home podcast and they had, they had the founders of Nikki Kehoe on and I listened to them and it was just so fluid. They weren't overprepared. You could tell like, it didn't feel like their PR team or someone was like very heavy handed, which that's when it feels right. the best of an interview. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it the whole way through and I was like, I have to go back because I was so enthralled. Like if I had been at a cocktail party, I would have just been staring at them, you know, with googly eyes for an hour while they talked. Like I would just... <laughs> I would have just stared. Yeah, I would have just been in the corner, like swooning over them. And then the second time was when I had to like think, oh my God, they revealed something really special about their partnership together and about their business. And and that's when I really was like writing the notes down. And so there's something, I don't know, but also kudos, like a hundred episodes is no joke as like- Yeah, you're number 90. Work to do that. Like, that's taken years for us to get here. <laughs> Yeah, it does, right? It takes dedication and it's it's its own thing. And it grew our visibility at, to a point where we were like, okay, oh, then then I think HGTV I sort of got a hold of me. It was just like podcasting is just a way to raise your visibility. It's an unbelievable. You're like, I could just talk to anybody. I could just call anybody and talk to them. Like it's just right? Isn't yes. it weird? It definitely like, gives you yeah, amazing. like a intro like a key to talk to somebody and whether it's just like confidence like I feel like and sometimes it just gives me the confidence to ask somebody to talk to me right Um, right exactly yeah no Rebecca did we do the did we do the one room I'm trying to think of how I came real did we do the one room challenge together I I don't think we were on the same team like the same cycle but the same group I was 
I was spring 2020, so it turned into summer 2020. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we were in the same room. Which room did you do, my though? Which room did you do? master bedroom, my primary bedroom. I feel like we weren't. Not as a feature. That was when I did it as a featured, but maybe... I did like five. Maybe I was the season after you. Oh, yeah. I've done several. I was a feature. Maybe I was after you. Yeah, I was only featured once and then, but I had done like four before that. What a great gig though, right? It was so fun. I don't know. I was like, please call me again. I want to do my kitchen. I want to do it not in the throes (laughs) of pandemic shutdown. Like, Oh my God, yes. All that, like half of the sponsors canceled. What? Yeah, they, yeah, like, the beginning one, they were freaked out. Like that early one, they were like, "Oh my god, it's pandemic! Everything's shutting down. We're not spending. Cut all the marketing. No budget. one's going to spend money in their homes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my Little gosh! Little did they know that that was probably the time the to put put on know. the gas. Like that was when they probably should have really leaned in. It would have given them a lot of visibility. But they, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. I'm sure they've learned. Sean, have you ever done the? Have you ever done the one? That's room how Rebecca and as I, a guest participant. Yeah, I did it as a guest participant. That's how Rebecca and I met because I was like no following way. her because she was doing stuff with color and it was exciting. And I think she was doing like a mud room. That was your mud room, wasn't yeah, it, Rebecca? My, yeah, little, like back entry bath. mud room powder bath. And I came across her her spaces and she was using color and I thought it was so great. And then. She was going to hand, she said she was going to hand paint wainscoting with the little grooves. They were like flat. I was like, you don't shut up and get yourself a sprayer. (laughs) I'm, I'm going to be so angry. And I was like, you need to go get a paint sprayer because I had been spraying the trim or no, I just finished hand painting wainscot in my laundry room for the challenge. And I was so angry at myself because it took forever to get every little group and every little spot that was the first time you bossed me around i'm like please don't do this to yourself i just lived through it like and she and then ever since then yeah it's yeah now it's your it's the funnest event i love i love that event i think it's so fun and i like every time it comes it's like coming up now in a couple weeks and i or next week right Mm -hmm. and i keep like i want to jump in i still have so many rooms to do like this one behind me (laughs) but i have so many that just need to be i just need to like refresh you know what i mean they it's been like i don't know five years or whatever and i just kind of been living with it or just slightly tweaking it but not the big like clear it out take everything down paint you know take it to full style like ready for photos like that's what i love about it like for my own home like yeah i really do that the last couple years and this is the weirdest thing i when i look at my analytics on my blog I one blog and it's from 2020 is called like a maximalist's home office. And it's not that cute. <laughs> like it's <laughs> I'm sure. And it has the most views and it still gets views and I'm like I need to do a new home office. I need to make it cute. I need to, you know, it's so funny that it's like the most highest performing viewed still. Is it Pinterest? Like- blog. So I'm like we need to show our I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's on Pinterest. I don't know. I'm not a Pinterest. I don't put okay. things on Pinterest. So you can click and it will pin on there if somebody so wants maybe to. Maybe it went so viral on there somehow. Know. And you're going to your blog, which is awesome. But 
Yeah. But it's so funny because I think it's so important for us to show our mm-hmm. own houses. And so what the one room challenge is like a perfect way mm-hmm. to like, okay, week one, I'm going to get over the shame of what it looks like yeah. right now. Yes. <laughs> and by week eight, we're going to be all good. <laughs> I mean, that's how I built most of my business. Most of my, or all of my following really on Instagram was through one room challenge. And I got over, like you talk about like self-concept, like I really got over myself. And that was my challenge instead of like the everyday Facebook. It was one room challenge doing, we did our kitchen for the first one, like crazy people. And (laughs) so I, we did our kitchen and my rule to myself was I was just going to show up as is so that I didn't over, I don't know, I guess like overwhelm myself with getting ready and being cute. Like I didn't have a collection of cute scarves. So I just like just made it like this is going to be me, and I would just talk to the camera, unshowered half the time because we were just working. And I don't know. I think finding a way to like really be authentically you and learn what that is. Like I learned what authentically me as a designer was during that time. Absolutely. Yeah. I just talked. I just talked to my phone. Is your is your kitchen on your portfolio? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, I'm, not, I'm like, I got to find it. Wouldn't it be um, on there? I don't know. I Maybe know. It it's got the. Yeah, I love your use of color. You're, it's so good. Thank you. So bold. And it's been great. So like the more I've leaned into it, then I get clients that are like, make it bolder. <laughs> like some of the yeah, like. Sure. Don't hold back. Like some of the last projects I've had to like tell the client, like, no, we got to put some wood in here somewhere. <laughs> like I can't. Right, you're like calm down okay like i'm like the voice of reason of like we need some neutrals (laughs) (laughs) it used but that is the thing like i put on on my on my homepage, like colorful and cultured Mm -hmm. and coastal because even though i live in san diego i don't do the sand and sky Uh and whatever beach you know what i mean i do a much I mean, I work on, I'm like, please, if you have a beach home, I do want to work on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't roll me up. Please call. But I feel like those words kind of like attract or not detract, but re- what do you call it? Like repel, repel. If you use color, it's very polarizing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really use it a lot. Even when my projects aren't like, super colorful i zoom in on you know the flowers that i brought in or whatever and i and i put on like a colorful kimono and i will get in the shot so sometimes sometimes there's no color like i recently did my sister's kitchen there's no color in it like i was the color (laughs) and so it's you know what i mean is sometimes you got to trick the eye because with styling like (laughs) Yeah. And you've got to let people, you know, and then it like people will be either be like, no, okay, that that bright green kimono, like, I'm not going to work with the Grinch. There's no way. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Somebody called me the Grinch what? when I was wearing that one time <laughs> in a funny way. And, and you were like, <laughs> yeah, great I, redemption really... story. So thank you so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, his heart grew four sizes. But you, you want to be pol- like I want color to be polarizing mm-hmm. for my clients. Like I want clients who yeah. want to embrace it. Like that's my ideal. And 
Another thing I did was during 2020 was put my ethnicity mm-hmm. in my, in my bio. And yeah, recently, like I've been getting, you know, the first question you ask is like, how did you find me? Or what did you, you know, Oh, I found you on Google, whatever. What? Oh, do you remember what you put in there? And a lot of times they're putting Mexican designer in there. Really oh, interesting. And because they want that cultured look, like they're, they're like, we don't want Mexican restaurant, but we want you to know, you yeah. know what I mean? Some of the elements of how, you know, we live mm-hmm. and some of the things sure. that are important mm-hmm. and, and how we like to gather as a family. And, you know, you know, they, they're doing like a, there's, you know, there's a lot of Spanish homes here, Mediterranean style. And it's like, you know, we want, you know, sometimes they'll even tell me like, when we have parties, I want this place to be where the mariachis oh play God, or whatever, you know, you so and not feel like they're really... coming out to you when they're telling you about how they live. Like, exactly. Yeah. So that's been really an interesting thing too. And that only happened during, you know, when, when I just feel like there was just a shift, you know, in 2020, I thought it was important to identify and, and I'm also on the Diversity Advocacy Alliance for High Point Market. Mm-hmm. So they're becoming, you know, they were the South and, you know, we know what's sort of happened mm-hmm. and in the past. And so they, yeah, they want to make sure that they're representing and that's been a really good, a good thing to be involved in yeah, as well. Yeah, I think as an industry as a whole, it's pretty pale. <laughs> Sean's like, Sean's like, "Mm." it is, it is. This is like what we keep saying. Like, it's just like, okay, honey, it's enough. Like, we've, we've heard the same, we've heard the same perspective like a billion times. And I really appreciate that we've heard it, but like, let's elevate some other voices here. Let's move on to something different. And it's, there's just something about that that's really surprising. So when you were saying that you're starting to do product design, I was like, okay, let's hear it. Like, let's look at what other perspectives designers are going to bring who have like a unique outlook on something. And I think it's just like, it's long overdue because as an industry, they're just in this like echo chamber of repeating the same things. And all the big, like, honestly, like the vendors know, I've talked to some of the vendor reps. I'm like, you're creating the same stuff over and over and you think you're going to get a different result. And meanwhile, there's people looking for different things. And like, we don't know why it's such a great line. No one's buying it. I'm like, have you done market research? Have you asked us why we don't spec these products and why we don't like it or who it's not speaking to? And it, I just think there is that they think they know what everyone wants and they think they know what's good for everybody. And meanwhile, they're not. You did a variety of points of view and cultural backgrounds and economic and regional backgrounds. Like, it's a very large country. I think, I think as like editors are also seeking out different points of view, mm-hmm. I think it's getting more interesting. Like totally. it's just more fun to look at because I remember there was like a time when everything was like white and blown out yes. and, you know, yeah. texture. And I'm like, texture is not a color. My Thank friends. you. You know, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's much it's needed, but it's but not, it's a, not color. a color. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't count. Oh God, my worst pet peeve is when I'm not naming names or thinking of anything actually specific, but when there's like an Instagram post of, oh, I love this colorful design and like, I'll send it to Sean, like, where is the color? Like, there's like (laughs) army green, like in the bit of a vintage rug. That's a neutral in my world. If it's blue or green, 
That's neutral. Where's the other <laughs> color? Like, <laughs> we went we went so bold with this. I'm like, girl, you just painted the ceiling. That's not bold. Like, it's not even a color. It's still neutral, but it's not white. Ooh. And they're like, they're like, this was really daring. I'm like, for who? Like, for no. who? I mean, it's fun. like there yeah, needs to just be like it, but representation like, for everybody. Like, there's client, there's plenty of clients for that look, but there's clients that look want other things too. So Oh, I want to know more about your product line. Oh, yeah. I always say High Point Market, like to any of your hotties listening, if you're not getting out to industry events, I just feel like being there is like land of opportunity Mm -hmm. to me. And, you know, getting face-to-face time, even if it's just a few minutes or a conversation, it gives you something to follow up on. And uh, I was in, do you love Market Square when you go there? Like, it's just the smaller vendors. You know, IHFC is great, of course, but it's like, sometimes it's just like, that's where I see a lot of the you need same to spend more time to me. So I try to get... Yeah. I try to get out in the outskirts, which is really what's fun about doing my insiders tour. Cause it took me so long to get, I was like in IHFC and Showplace for like, I don't know, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cause you're just overwhelmed by all like the venture stuff. Out. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you want to get familiar with some, you know, some of the basic, like big lines. Sure. But once you're, once you're familiar with it, you're like, I need to see other stuff. And so I spend, I love to spend time out in the outskirts. So anyway, Market mm-hmm. Square has the smaller, you know, the smaller vendors. And there's this one vendor called Mirror Teak and Jamie Jaffe's the, o- the owner. And he does these custom mirrors and they're like, dis- they have like a distressing on mm-hmm. it, but you can literally customize them for anything. And he does art on top of the mirrors. And so he wanted to collaborate with me to do, bring in some, you know, like new pieces. This is where I was like, I'm not an artist. That's where my, my like imposter syndrome yeah. comes in, you know? Cause I'm like, watch, you know, I love Justina Blakeney, you know, she's yeah, just like goals queen. and I, you know, she's a painter and an artist and she does all these patterns. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I, I am a, I'm like a vibe curator. I'm like, okay, I'm a vibe curator. So I'm always, cur- you are. <laughs> I'm always curating all of these like patterns, those, what do they call the copyright free public domain? Mm-hmm. I have tons of these because I'm always putting them together in like custom murals and piecing and all doing all this stuff. So I was like, well, I'm not an artist, but I do have all of these like amazing, you know, patterns mm-hmm. I'd love to see. And in my house, I, I, we collect like 60s retro rock posters and I just love them because they're all cool and colorful and wild, you know? Yeah. And so I'm always like, I'm, I want, I'm like, I always want to see like just something different and bold. And so was it last market? Yeah, we launched just three SKUs and then we're doing more this market. He's so he's shown it Atlanta. This will be a second time at High Point, and then we're going to HD Expo. I've never been there, so which is the hospitality design. So that's yeah. So they're really fun. They're they're beautiful, and even if you don't buy the Rachel Moriarty collection, they are a great resource for your projects. Yeah, I was just looking. That is, they have amazing stuff. Yeah. And he sells at also at our house, carries him and anthropology. Mm-hmm. And th- so he's got a lot of great distribution and then hospitality as Let's well. Let's go direct, folks. 
I was like, I know, I know. I was like, can you give me an anthropology? <laughs> can you give me like, just someone from the marketing team there? I'd love to have a conversation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, that would be like the ultimate. So do you want to grow that part of your business? Like, are you feeling more comfortable with being a product? You know, designer? to be honest, I feel like it, certain collaborations are great. Like I had done a tile collaboration a couple of years ago with a company called Elegant Mosaics. If it's the right person, I think it has to be a smaller company for me. I like to see product go out really quickly. Like when I hear these stories of we developed this for two years, I'd be like, what? I just don't, you know, I just, I'm so, so impatient and I just can't, I don't know. But I think it takes more team. Like mm-hmm. it's a different, it's a whole other business model. Yeah, at Atlanta at the um, Design Influencers Conference, I'm missing her name. Oh, Libby Thank Langdon. You. Libby Langdon. Yes. Yeah, she gave like a TED talk on it, and it was like, oh wow, like amazing. And that sounds like an incredible revenue stream. But like, yeah, you got to be ready to like fifty percent. And also, of you have to. Sp- you have to spend time with these people. You have to like who you're doing these things with yeah. because you have to travel and go to shows and show your face and do meet and greets. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So I love doing it. And when the, when the partnership's right, I'll probably continue to do it, but it's not at this point. Some, I would have to have way more support to do, to add more. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into putting it all together. And of course, the more SKUs there are, the more work that goes into, because you're narrowing down from just, like you said, we launched with three. That means there were way more ideas behind the scenes that you weed Mm -hmm. through and look at that. Back and forth, just like a design project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So and they're like, well, you know, we know what sizes are going to sell the best for us, or we know what colors or patterns do the best. So can we tweak one of yours? And you're like, I don't know, I really like it the way it is. Like, it's, it's a whole like... But I love this baby that I already gave you. Like, I'm, I don't want you to mess with That's it anymore. That's so funny you said that. I call them my mirror babies. They're my mirror babies. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that you're actually creating it and not just like some collections we know is just already created and they just get a celebrity to put their name on it. That's right. Yeah. That's Pick right. the 10 out of all these that we want you to put, you know, put your name and face to, you know, so. That's different. They should disclose that somehow. Like, that's kind of fun about working with a small yeah. company, though, because I'm like, he's the one making them. You know, we're the one like going back and forth on the collaboration and then he makes them. So mm-hmm. uh, or whatever his production team. But Fantastic. it's just it's fun that it's so small. You know, I love I love that idea. And I love that it's an, an, a way for if designers are thinking about it, it's that those are good actionable things of like be present, be at markets, have some ideas, but talk to the smaller vendors because they're looking for opportunity. They're looking for new ideas. We don't all, we're not all going to be at visual comfort or low loy on our first try. Like (laughs) have a point of view. I feel like a point of view is like the, the main thing, you know, like how many designers go to high point every year, like, or every season, 80,000 or something. It's like, you have to have a point of view. Yeah. Yeah. The, you've yeah, got to show up with them, all of you. Some designers with a the collection, they don't necessarily have hundreds of thousands of followers. Like they, but they do. I don't have like a strong, <laughs> you know, I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. But you have to be able, you know, it's about sales at the end of the day and they have to know that you're going to market and co-market, mm-hmm. you know, and be part of that. And that's, you know, that takes time. It's even on social media. It's like, it, it doesn't take money, but it takes time, which kind of essentially equals money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, you have to be willing to do that. Awesome. I So tell us about like the insiders tour. You're doing that. Well, you would have done it. Well, that. it'll be in the future. Yeah, but it will be. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. If any of the hotties like want to come, I, I'm hoping to do it every year or every season. But again, it's like, you know, you've been to High Point. It's like, you kind of like see your favorite, you know, reps and stuff like that. Like you kind of knock that stuff out. You look at new product, but you kind of need. So what's interesting about the insiders tour is we have to cover four neighborhoods and one educational panel or something like that. So we are really, and, and we get one shuttle, like dedicated shuttle stop at some point in the day that we have to arrange. So it's like you really get to learn the different neighborhoods. You get to learn how to use a shuttle. And then you get to knock out some CEUs or something like that as well. So I feel like it's just an amazing day. We start at Universal. We have breakfast. You know how great Universal is. And if it's your first time at market, you're like, where's a great place for great food or just a place that I can like, you know, kick my, kick my heels up for a minute. Yeah. So, you know, you get introduced to that and then, and then we go off and we do our whole thing. And then Jaipur is another one of the sponsors and we end at Jaipur, which is moved now into the DNC building and have cocktail hour there. So we start with breakfast and with cocktail and lots of cocktails in between as we love it. (laughs) So it's one day. Itinerary for me. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. It's like every showroom is so excited. Like, I'm like, can I bring, you know, a group of buyers? They're so excited. They're like, yes, can we feed you? Can we do this? You know, it's just so much fun to arrange. So yeah, I did the design influencers tour with Adam last year. Oh yeah. Oh, you did it last year? Yeah. Right. Or was it 2020? That was spring of last year, which was so fun. So then you would have started, would you have started at at Universal as well? I think so. Yeah, we did. I don't know if that was our first stop, but okay, we definitely went there, but that's two days. But still, like, you're in this car with days. the same people for a couple of days, and you definitely get the camaraderie, and I don't know, you just really get to know the people with you, but also, yeah, the vendors that the showrooms, they're just opening their doors to you and usually you get to like talk to a designer that like a product designer or that's launching a a collection yeah and just the people you get to meet the head of marketing or the actual owner of the company like hello you know yeah it's pretty amazing yeah so it's definitely a different experience than if you're just bopping around by yourself yeah, I did that. I did that tour too. And I've been on subsequent trips with the, the people that I met on that tour. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, you know, you're like, oh, cool. You know, this person's on or this person's on the tour. And it's just like creates a deeper kind of a deeper relationship. Yeah. So if you, if you're listening and you've never been to High Point and you're intimidated and overwhelmed, which we both were our first. Time. It is intimidating. You should be intimidated. It's huge. It's a, I think people don't realize it's a city. Like 
It's not, yes. it's not a building. Yeah, for sure. It's physically intimidating and the just number of showrooms is intimidating. So yeah, find a tour, find Rachel's tour. She obviously would be an amazing, fun host. <laughs> She's going to show you the cool and unique stuff. And High Point Market Authority has like a list of all these tours, right? Like you yeah, can find them. Yes. Every season there's like, they have a market experience or something like that under their website. Fantastic. And they, there's, and there's not only me, there's a lot of different tours. So find your person. Yes. And your and then just keep going. Then you just get to, <laughs> then you get a sun design vacation every year. Then become just a, yeah, a regular. So we're Absolutely. here for that. I love it. Are you guys going to be there, by the way? Not We in are April. going in October. So throwing it out. I know as this is coming out, it'll, we'll have just passed April market. So hotties plan your, plan your pocketbooks accordingly for fall. <laughs> and we will see you there. If you guys do something, let me know if you do something in a showroom or something. I'd love to come by. hundred percent. We're, we are putting the feelers out there to find, find a place for us and find a space where we can just meet up and be with everyone. And cause it's so hard to connect with everybody. If you're just like, you know, Hey, f- for this next hour, I'm having lunch here and people are like, you know, three miles away or something. So we want to make sure we can find a place to gravitate with everybody and hang out and connect. So that'll be really amazing. And uh, Rachel, you've been so generous with your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I feel like we weren't even recording. This is, can we just do this every week? Yes. <laughs> Coaching session. <laughs> exactly. Like here's, here's where we gripe about everything. And now here's where we elevate. Designer therapy. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we're here for. Right. So. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed our time together. And can you share with the hotties where they can find you? I think Instagram is like the place. It's a party, yeah. party in my DMs. I love it. I, I'm there every day. I share my cup of coffee every single morning. That kind of like, I feel like it's like, okay, I'm open for business. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, and I just, you know, I'm, I do stories every, I'm really like pretty consistent on my stories and pretty consistent on the feed, but I love stories. Yeah. Stories where the fun stuff happens. So hotties can find you at Rachel Moriarty Interiors. Yes, absolutely. We'll put everything in the show notes. We covered a lot that's definitely going to end up in the show notes. I know they're going to be scrolling to click through. So thank this has been amazing. Thank you so much. (gasps) Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for listening to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. For more on what we talked about today, check out the show notes. Your support helps us grow, so share with your design besties. And subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our conversations continue on Instagram. And be sure to download our monthly resources on our website and our Patreon. 